Welcome to the Paper Keg Podcast, milestone episode number 250. Your host, host, the host with the most, host of the popular podcast, Comixologist, social media aficionado, uh, possibly the longest introduction I've ever done, and he's worth every second. He's internet's slim. Welcome to the show. Wow, what an intro! <laughs> you know, promoting my other projects. I didn't even, you know, mm. long-standing tradition to me not promoting my other side projects, but times change. You know, we were just discussing that pre-show. Times change. Uh, Welcome to Rocket Keg, a show where we talk about <laughs> Rocket League, and we read your letters at the top of the hour. Hashtag times change. The book club this week. Uncanny X Force Book Two. That's the final three trade paperbacks of Rick Remendo's and Friends Uncanny X Force. I missed my my hook there, the music. You know, time hashtag times change. <laughs> oh boy, we made it. We have three remaining living hosts that have lasted through the years. Two hundred and fifty episodes ish. Five years. They've all been on. Um my personal favorite host, you know, through the years. It's been there for me. I've known him for, for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> He's a VP of merch. He's wearing uh, what I assume is his work polo. Uh, Dale underscore eight, welcome back. It's to great to biggest... be here, Slim. Oh. Thank you. For... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here. You know, I've, uh, I'm fresh off of... Uh, Cleaning the stovetop, ladies and gentlemen. I cooked my wow. wife dinner tonight. Nice Blue Apron meal. Uh, Blue Apron does not sponsor the show, so it'll be the last time I mention them on the air. But cooked my wife a meal. I stink like steak grease. Mm. And uh, I'm here to read your letters live on the air at the uh, the three quarters of the hour. You know, I, I made that. Well, I didn't make. I heated up some steaks on the grill tonight myself. Did you really? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Can't beat that. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, I, I heated up some filet mignon. Oh, gosh. On the steak, is, on the grill as well. It was amazing. Succulent. Oh, I yeah. Bet. I was sucking those things. Red meat juice right down mm-hmm. my gullet. Probably yeah. looked like that episode of a... Uh, that movie Waxwork, where they uh, they fall into the uh, wax scene of the vampires, and then they capture the guy, and they start carving up his leg, and calling it steak tartare and eating it. That's exactly what it was. I was thinking about that scene mm-hmm. when I was making those steaks. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I always think of, especially <laughs> you know, just all the time. Waxwork. I love it. Uh, final host, as voted, I think several times over, probably set the record, least popular host of the show. Yeah. He's back again. Jonesy loves beer. He's a writer. He, uh, needs a nutritionist. If you're a nutritionist and you listen to our show, uh, reach out to us. Letters at paperkeg.com. Welcome back, Jonesy. Desperate. Hashtag nutrition, yes. (laughs) Yes, please. Uh, dear God, if anyone knows anything about nutrition, drop me a line. At this point, Jonesy's just mixing in whey product into right. sand and in drinking, eating it. No one knows what's happening. We we well, pray for me. Jonesy. Yeah, we have right. all we can do is our thoughts and prayers for a nutritionist. Right. So maybe please. someday. Nutri- no nutritionist dot com. No. Live strong. Nutritionist MD, web nutritionist MD. Is that a thing? I think that's our moneymaker right there. Oh, man. That's what we should do. Stop after. the tape. Stop the tape. We need to yeah. edit that, out. Edit that uh, out. I'm just saying. We have a big, spicy book club this week. We're wrapping up Rick Remender's run on Uncanny X Force, the final three trades. 
And we are, we don't even know what our next book club is yet. If they're flying by the seat of our if pants, there will be one. You know, oh. look, there will be one. You know what? Slim's thing and Jonesy partially too is to let you like hang out there and be tortured. We will probably, we will have a book club next week. We just don't know what it is yet. All right. We do have uh, we do a have show a round, next week. We do have a roundtable coming. We should we should talk about that as well. Yeah. We do have the biggest roundtable of all time coming. We'll have some news on that episode about the roundtable. So stay tuned for the biggest roundtable we've ever done. How about the, uh, you know what people ask me? Mm. You know, I'm walking down the street, people ask me stuff. Mm-hmm. They're asking about that new DC Comics logo. You seen that? Oh, yeah. Saw what do you think that. about that? Sharp. I like I like uh, what they're doing. They're going after it, you know? It's a little, uh, harkens back to the old times, older times, and, uh, you know, it's everywhere now. I'm, I'm liking it. It's a good time, obviously, with the rebirth starting next week or it started whenever you hear this. <laughs> and uh, they're back to it. I mean, it's good for them. Jonesy, your thoughts on DC Comics' new logo? The people need to know. I like it. I like when uh, people go back to the well, get simple, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it's a perfect example of that. Yeah. And uh, I respect it. You know what I mean? Respect I don't need it, an man. eye catch. You know, I don't need a lens flare. Just, you know, real quick, what's your logo? What does that tell me about your company? You know? How many logos have lens flares these days? Probably all of them. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> With it comes uh, Superman and his son, which I did oh. not know about until Superman number one, Rebirth. I, I actually had no idea what creative team was really even on that until I looked it up today and saw that his son is a big part of it. Yeah, I, th- I think they just announced a creative team just today. I think. Oh my god! I don't think they got it all together, but we will find out. I can't I, wait. I'm going to try to start reading some DC books again. I'll tell you what. Whoa. Yeah. Namely, the hold Superman the, book. Hold the phone here. What about what about Batman Rebirth? You're not going to check that out. What about All Star Batman? Scott Snyder and friends. What? J.R.J.R. Oh, Declan. yeah. Okay, fine. I'll have to de- check Jock. that out. I was really had was really had my uh, hopes that he would do, you know be doing detective, but you know whatever. Just because I have a special place in my heart for detective because it's so old, going back to the old numbering. If they didn't change that from two months ago when I heard that. <laughs> How about them holding the line at two ninety nine? I think yeah. DC Universe Rebirth Gimmick. is like eighty pages. It's gonna be. A- you know, two ninety nine. Yeah, twice a month. It's uh, a little catch. That's how you do it. Catch there. I guess. Oh, Jonesy's still hurt from the last time they held the line. Oh, uh, yeah, it's because they never did. Oh, my word. Jonesy has a little butt hurt. The, I wanna, host, the other I host lie. of Paper Keg, he's, you know, he's his own man. He's over there doing something. I don't know Chugging that on. monster. Chugging it. Is that a sugar-free monster? Yeah, can't have that extra sugar, babe. God, Keep I love it. Tell you what. Uh, should we get into the book club? Mm. Biggest book club we've ever done. Biggest show. Gotta get some Rocket League in after this episode. Hashtag you know. Rocket League. Which is hashtag a... It could be a... Change. Quite, God, hashtag seek Dale in the medical mental ward. Hashtag uh, as apropos to any of the big shows we've ever done. Something's wrong with the wireless on my iPad. I can't pull up the issues, so I'm going to be... I know it happens every flying. time. Flying... By the seat of my pants tonight, boys. Jonesy, bring us bring us through the final half of Uncanny X Force, if you will. You would think, with the emotional grandeur that UXF two would end at a a whimper, but instead. It ends at the one of the biggest epic crescendos mm. that I put on par with any well-remembered 80s or 90s action flick. Mm. Okay? Mm. Like the end of Predator. Mm. Okay? Okay. The good one. The original one. You know what I'm saying? Not Predator 2 where, you know, Murtaugh gets a six-gun, you know, nothing dumb like that. Real... Dutch, Predator 1, 
quality. By himself in the woods. Third mm. act ending. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so in this volume, you know, we're exposed to many possible futures. And Remendo really explores the avenues uh, one faces when you try to control the human race by different means, okay? So all all answering the question, is this really any better than the Age of Apocalypse, these, these potential futures? And the climax of the, the story involves uh, Evan, you know, Apoc- Kid Apocalypse. I don't even know if that's his mutant name, but it is now. I've christened him thus. <laughs> <laughs> he is kidnapped by the reformed ready for this brotherhood of evil mutants what? i mean you talk about a love letter Ooh. to the marvel you and i just imagine remendo with that kind of pen that's a long feather was that a quill pen and he's got parchment not even paper he's got parchment and he's just writing calligraphically this love letter to the history of the Marvel U, and he gets to Brotherhood of the Evil Mutants, and a single tear like falls and like splashes on the parchment and leaves that one wet spot. So that when I read it later, I know that he cried at that spot. And in that love letter, we get just the the answer to the question: What is the the Uncanny X Force? And we get a resolution to every character's major arc, including uh, Deadpool, which might be my favorite. And together, in one last push, they end where they began, and that's by making personal sacrifices prevent the Age of Apocalypse. And we see that all the hard work of 35 issues... They have raised Kid Apocalypse the right way. And as Kid Apocalypse returns to Jean Grey's school to perhaps be the opposite, the antithesis of what his former incarnation was, we think maybe the personal sacrifices of each member of X-Force might have been well worth it to protect our future and then it's signed Regards Recremendo. Sweet songs of you. Remender and crew in this instance, obviously. Sweet songs of you, the wise, the meeting of all wisdom. <laughs> How long does she go on for? Sweet songs of you, the wise, the meeting of all wisdom. Never, I think, if I were to travel back in time and meet myself at Paper Keg episode one, you know, who was probably slugging down 26 beers because he was straight up alcoholic. And say in two hundred in five years when we're still doing this, two hundred forty nine episodes later, it will become the most psychedelic thing <laughs> you have ever been a member of in your entire life. And that's not Jonesy, you know, not by a long shot. Yeah, but <laughs> five years later, I respect the choices of others to be that way. Wow, wow, yeah. there it is. 
the true journey comes full circle. My character arc maybe coming to a close one final <laughs> time. God. Now, Dale, you have you ever? F- this is the first time you read the whole thing. Is that is first that correct? Time, first time I've read it. Any take of us, it. Yep. Take us through it. Final bookend of Uncanny X Force. How compared to book one and and just the whole the whole thing, and then we'll get into the nitty. The nitty. Uh, this book, I, like I don't know, it was like the most BA thing. I haven't went there in my beloved Marvel U in such a long time. I haven't felt this like visceral, this much pain, and <clears throat> this much like hardcore action. It's, it's not a max title. It's just a lot of feeling. It's a lot of people getting screwed over because they try to do the right thing. And it was just like... Before the end, when I stopped reading it, other than Thor, like I was reading Silver Surfer and stuff like that, which is which are amazing books, but I just wasn't getting this like gut punch from the these BA characters. And this is like a you know this is like a modified team now. It's not quite the same as we read in book one. So Warren's gone, uh, Dark Knight Crawlers in. Phantom X is gone for a while. Deathlock isn't really a part of it. Where he is sort of in one story arc, but I yeah, I like how he's just like kinda like Alfred or something. He just kinda like hangs back and but it was I mean, guys, like you may never have checked this out. I didn't, and I don't I'm not completely sure if I would have been convinced to at the time, but this book like goes deep places and does things to characters that you just you don't you don't quite expect on the surface of like a marvel book which is tough to say which is very i'm generalizing in a big big way because there could be a ton of marvel books that do that just for me in my heart this was like deep and it was one complete story book 2 I mean, it's it's all one big story, but book two was so coherent and called back to what the X-Force team had went through. And it was all done by the one writer. So he got to tie it all up in the bow and tell this grand story in 35 issues, which was pretty amazing. It's an amazing feat I to do. Hmm. Maybe... Look, and I love Astonishing X-Men. I love it a lot. But, guys, I'm here to tell you, maybe Uncanny X-Force is possibly the best mutant-based book I've ever read. I'd compare it to, like, in like Astonishing X-Men could be PG-13 X-Men, and this is rated Uncanny R. X-Force is rated R. Yeah. I, you know, that's a much better way than I put it. And I agree with just that. yeah, just be and not necessarily because you're not. It's not there's not language or anything. It just goes places it goes deeper. Yeah, it goes places that and it puts characters through things that you wouldn't expect them to be put through. And okay. sure, like sure, Logan is is good bait to be pigeonholed into like putting him through this stuff because he's like a sponge for her, right? Like mental and physical anguish. But he's so okay. damn good at it, you know. Can I ride? Can I just get on and ride Wolverine for a little bit? Because there's something I want to cut laser focus to, and and why I love Wolverine as a character overall. So, before we get into the nitty gritty of the book, look at look at the ending almost. Okay, so Betsy <clears throat> throws down her her katana. She's got a little bit of herself back. You know, she's got, you know, she's, she spends the whole 35 issues kind of worried about her ability to kill and is that making her a monster? You know, she at the end realizes that she needs to walk a new path. She leaves her katana. She's back on the upswing, okay? Phantom X, back from the, you know, can't really be killed, but he's back from the dead. 
split. You know, his whole thing is his three brains make him this other person. He can't truly be happy. He's finally split in three. He's at the beginning of a new journey. He's back on the upswing. Okay? Psylocke, Phantom X, Deadpool for the first time in his life, called a hero and really believes it. He got something out of it. Okay? You know, even Kurt, Dark Nightcrawler, the Dark Nightcrawler, you know, he gets his revenge and he kind of bridges a relationship with not his mom, Mystique. Wolverine, okay? Listen to where I'm going with this. Wolverine has to kill his son in cold blood and walks away with nothing yet again. This is why this character is... Every time you have to deconstruct him is by far the most interesting because it's always a question of what makes him tick. Is it the samurai honor that drives him on? You know, what is it exactly that makes him keep going when, you know, time after time, mm-hmm. he's got to make a choice that will, like, he will never be happy. And, you know, people rag on Wolverine, but no other character, I think, is used so effectively to give you stories like this. You know what I mean? Like Cy- like Cyclops, would that would never happen to Cyclops. War criminal. You know, might happen to Cyclops. You know, (laughs) well, now that he's a criminal and he kills, you know, mutant children, of course. Alleged. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's no other character that I can think of off the top of my head that these stories are so well explored than Wolverine. Uh, There's so much, so much emotion to unpack in this run. Unzip that bag. The, the, The Wolverine one is so deep the you only really get bits and pieces of his overarching character arc with well, I just said arc a lot but you see it a little bit in one of the volumes where he's fighting along dark nightcrawler and you get to see his inner monologue about you know why did i form this team is this just an excuse for me to kill over and over again without repercussions is that why i brought all these friends in with me to make me feel better about it and betsy i'll get to her her character arc in a second which was phenomenal wolverine is pressured by betsy once they find out that dakin is behind it or allegedly behind it and betsy's like so what we get to go in and and kill i i killed my own brother we killed the original kid genesis but you don't have to kill your own son. How does that work? And he's like, it's, you know, it's, it's deeper than that. And he's, he struggles with it at first. And they, and she rightly calls him out on it. Like, why, why can't we take him out? Well, boy, to answer your question, and this is what makes Remender a great writer and the stinger uh, issue, the final issue. So amazing is that like an issue 29, when they're in future, world and older Wolverine whispers something in the Logan's ear you find out like six issues later he's like look I couldn't kill Dakin and because I couldn't everyone dies so you need to do the right thing so yeah Betsy's like up in his ass but Logan can't just be like listen my future self already told me this was going to go down so I'm already like wrestling with this if you could just get off my back for a second he's just got to take it Knowing well, that to save the world, he's got to kill his own son. I mean, that in and of itself, like he, a future version of himself whispers to him, you have to kill your right. son. If you don't, he kills all the students in your school. Future him couldn't do it, so he has to do it. Future him puts the burden on him as well. And props on Phil Noto oh, God, yeah. drawing that scene again at the end where Wolverine's face is just like... You know, he's all bug-eyed. <laughs> right. But the the finality of their story is probably the most impactful Wolverine story since the original miniseries with Shinjin and, oh, you know, yeah. whoever. I mean, I can't think of any other Wolverine story that cuts him so deep and affects mm-hmm. him for many years than him realizing that if I don't kill my own son at this point, mm-hmm. so many are going to die. And then... The conversation before that 
was even so powerful when they're having when Dakin's drinking like whiskey and mouthing and just like berating Logan like you you're you ruined me. How do you think it felt me having to kill many people when I was seven years old? Yeah, or else I'd be beaten to a bloody pulp. And Wolverine is like really combative at the beginning of this conversation, but by the end he's like, you know, it shouldn't have been this way. You should have had a better life, and I'm sorry. <laughs> But I mean, you just like the whole leading up to that, I was just crumbling. Like I'm just breaking down piece by piece because I remember what happened. And the once when Wolverine realizes what he has to do, he confronts him out in the fields and he just like sits on that rock, like perched up Mm -hmm. and not saying anything. Oh my God, that was so good. And when he flashes, flashes back to a life he never had with his son while he's drowning him, like, playing catch meeting him at school going for picnics and then after that he i mean it's just so beautiful i mean beautiful is such a weird word to say about that scene but it is yeah yeah you're right right. you're absolutely right and the way it was uh the way it was told he's like regurgitating the things dakin said to him inside so like Inside, he's like, you know, I wish we could have had you. We could have had a catch. I wish, you know, you could have taken me fishing. I wish we would have could have went camping. And then he's like picturing his, his what him and his wife and his little boy in each of those scenes. Like, oh man, and it's like that against the backdrop. Like, what you don't see is the real stuff going on. It, all you see is the flashbacks of him experiencing like what he, what it could have been but the fact that like i mean in in another possible like not to like congratulate logan on such a good job at like killing dakin but like they didn't even have to show the fight there was no yeah, fight you only you don't, they like as the flashbacks are coming and they just zoomed in on his eyes yeah. doing the deed because there was no there's no match like he just goes buck wild cuz he like he, there's no fight there's no main boss he just mm-hmm. does it and right after that there's there's just two amazing scenes where he's holding Dakin's dead body in his arms and Genesis walks up to him and at this point, the the inner struggle of Genesis has been so beautiful, and he can't decide whether to be good or bad. But by this point, he decides to be good. And he's, he tells Logan, he's like, you didn't have any choice. And Logan just looks at him, you know, like a lost puppy. Like, you know, he's like, don't don't ever give in to revenge, Evan. This, this is what it leads to. Don't you understand that? And it was, it, it's just the pinnacle of Wolverine storytelling. And right after that, He's in the plane, and I tweeted this about how the, I compared it to the end of Fear Agent. He's in the plane just with his gutted face just looking into nothing, <laughs> and he's not moving. And it was such a strange parallel to Fear Agent because the, the arc of Fear Agent is, was redemption, and he gets that redemption at the end. He finally sets it right for his family. And the mm-hmm. arc of Wolverine in this is not redemption almost, really. It's, it's how low he needed to go many times and in the end he does the most low thing he can do to do what's right and he's not in a in a joyous state like heath was it was just so um you know the, just the reverse but still very similar so question i'm a huge wolverine fan you're a huge wolverine fan dale i'm pretty sure you you'll lean at the positive big wolverine fan do you want to see a happy wolverine I mean, I'd like to see him get his time to relax every once in a while. You know, I, I guess you do in like little one-offs here and there. Plus, the depressed the depressed character can't be one that is just that way every every month. Like, you can't. I wouldn't want to read that. There's got to be bits of joy somewhere along the line. Um, but God, I just you can't beat it. You you just can't beat this ending with Wolverine anywhere. Mm-hmm. And similarly, the Psylocke arc was it it it, it knocked me out the second time around. I don't rem- I didn't remember it as well. So Her- your tweet when she commits seppuku on the building to end this possible future. Oh. Yeah, they get to they get to a future 
by escaping the League or the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, they jump 30 years, and in this future, Wolverine and Betsy run the show with Punisher, and it's essentially Minority Report, mm. where if you have a bad thought, they put you away. And it all started because Evan did become Apocalypse, and they saved the day, so now they have authority to do all this. And once Betsy gets there, she's already on, on a bad road, like a super bad road, like Heath Houston bad. And once she realizes that all she was doing was for nothing, she's like, well, I'm just going to end it so that this future can't happen. I've had enough. I, she, I, her, <laughs> run, her run in this book reminded me of the Renee Montoya Gotham Central. Oh, yeah. Talk to me. In Ooh. terms of the way it made you connect to a character you had no idea anything about and you I, cared about it forever. Mm-hmm. Like now you connect with this character forever because of this. Right no matter how she's utilized from here on out, she at least she'll only have always have this run. No matter what. Mm-hmm. I would have been totally okay if this had, that had really been where Psylocke dies. You know, comic book death. We get her back in a couple of years. But if she had died preventing that future and that stuck for a little bit, I think that would have been a perfect, you know end note from where she was going this whole time she kind of like did die in a way really i mean she has yeah. she saw enough that was mm. it for her 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 run in this book was to help logan and then she realized she made just a terrible mistake <clears throat> the the killing was too much and when she came back she quit and there was that great moment where she's talking to wolverine about i'm leaving and she mentally then continues the conversation she's like i'm dying inside i need to leave and, and she also can't feel sorrow anymore because she traded it in in the other world. Phantom X, right? Yeah. And she just kind of like walks almost like a zombie path at that point after that run. And man, I mean, I've never read a Psylocke comic like that before and I want to read a million more <laughs> where you just follow Psylocke trying to make amends for her terrible decisions and joining Uncanny X-Force. Mm-hmm. Just Maybe full, that is the next remorse, arc. Is yeah. there has there ever been a Psylocke mini? There, she 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 was in the next version of Uncanny X Force, but I don't think I wanted to continue. Man, I can't even imagine her coming back to that team. Yeah, it, it didn't make it didn't make was sense that, compared to how this ended. Was that Cable Cable's Uncanny X Force? No, or was that Phantom the previous X version? Was in it with like his multiple versions. Spiral might have been in it. I think I don't know. But the um, how how about maybe we should go into the into the trades a little bit. the The first one in the run was Otherworld, which had Greg Takini of Low in mm. kind of maybe his his first kind of like big name stuff. And I this this was actually the trade that made me take a break from Uncanny X Force when it was happening monthly. Like Greg Takini's so. art at this time, I was like, I can't. No, thank you. And I remember when we did an episode of Paper Keg, I talked about the first issue of Low, and I talked about how I really loved the art and it matched the story so well. And I remember your reaction, like, "Hmm, that's interesting," because <laughs> I uh, I remember his art on something else, and like it made me take a break or whatever from when yeah. whatever I was reading. And I, I mean, look, can't like I don't want to critis- criticize the guy too much. It was it was a weak point in the in the the probably the weakest in the entire run, but it it almost looked like somebody colored thumbnails of a book, mm-hmm. like which which is there. so strange because Low yeah is one of the most beautiful books out there today. And Absolutely, I love it. and it was the reason why I was hesitant to read Low is because of this Otherworld run, and every every other panel has a three quarter shot of someone's chin looking up into the sky like once i noticed that when i first started reading this i was like i I can't read this i'm checked out but it's just it's totally different than what he does now yeah and now he's a master of the art form uh so that one was the the braddocks yeah captain britain puts phantom x on trial and eventually betsy has to save him 
and kill her own brother. Like Brian, she tells Brian, her brother, like you have to kill Jamie, our other brother, because he's the mastermind behind this in the future, and this is his future self. So you have uh, to kill him. You know what? Hold that thought. Remember last week when I said that I think Psylocke's origin was she was resurrected by the hand to be an assassin. You guys told me I was crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you, you guys get that message? I don't think I, I don't think that wiki? was the part that we said was crazy. I think there mm-hmm. was a few other nuggets mm-hmm. that you said was a little outlandish. We'll check the tape, but I want to say I'm check the tape. Maybe for the first time in 250 episodes that I'm right. I'm pretty confident in what, what you described it. was not true. <laughs> let's uh, let's save it for the letter segment. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, so Brian <coughs> can't kill his own brother, and Betsy takes over his mind and snaps his neck. So now she has killed a family member, and now Brian gets it and understands why Phantom X killed Genesis to save the future. So that was that trade. And apparently she has given up her ability to feel remorse and sorrow in order to get the upper hand. And at the end of this run, she like attempts to feel something and sleeps with Phantom X. I mean, duh. And then, right, then you see that she's like totally changed at this point and Afterward, the morning after, she's like, she tells Phantom X, quote, there is no you I have feelings for. And she like leaves. And that was the end. That's essentially the end of their brief love affair. Really brutal. Killer. Killer line, by the way. Uh, Final execution was the one where they, you, you find out that Dakin is formed, you know, the Brotherhood and with Sabretooth is... Sabretooth ultimately reveals to have been the master behind the plan to get Wolverine to kill his own son. It was like his, apparently his master plan the whole time. And they, they jump with Gateway to avoid this certain death and they end up 30 years in the future. And the, the artwork on, on that story by Totino Tedesco was a revelation. That guy is a legend. Mm-hmm. I wish he could have done, I mean, if not Opania, and I still love Phil Noto, but Totino, do the rest of the run. Yeah. My God. I nailed it. I mean, everything, everything in that that arc, the art, the colors, the line work, I mean, it was all like super crisp and amazing. It was just amazing. I got, I got chills oh, thinking God, about the, so uh, f- open up that first issue with, the, with those lines. Mm. Um, And then from there... They actually don't stay that long. It wasn't kind of like a big deal. They don't have to kill anyone to leave that world. They just send them back, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, but, but Phantom X, at the end of his story, he goes to rescue Betsy, who gets into trouble with the, with the Brotherhood. And in order to help her to escape, he puts his dampening mask over her head. And that allows him to be captured by the Skinless Man. And Skinless Man, like takes his heart out and kills him mm-hmm. and that and that's i mean when i was reading it i was like is he gonna be is he alive really like are they gonna resuscitate him and reading the whole run he he's dead like he's a corpse for six or seven issues at this point question what is that guy's name no skin guy skinless is it judge man? is it father i think it no he they just called him the skinless man i think hmm. but he had a judge name it wasn't judge it was like some english version of judge Mm-hmm. But it wasn't anything notable. He wasn't like a somebody. I don't think he was like. But he was like both <coughs> dumb as H and terrifying at the same time. Like he had <laughs> venom-like tentacles, but it was his own muscles that he was using. I can, I can't, I that could only, gross. I in my brain, I could only picture the pain that he must have like had to have gotten used to to be able to control his muscles like that. It just must have hurt like. Classic Remendo villain. Like the first time, mind. the first time you see him using his powers, it might have been uh, with the uh, the Takini art. But like the uh, you picture him like he had to unravel his bottom half and his like they didn't they didn't illustrate that anymore. But the first time you saw it, like he had these tentacles out, but it turns out like that were the, all the muscles in the lower half of his body. Like he had no bones, <laughs> he had no muscles wrapped around this bottom half because he was using them uh, as like octopi tentacles. 
how about that scene where you know over the course of these stories the the brotherhood are trying to sway evan in the worst way possible and then skinless man where you see phantom x come into evan's room he's like evan we gotta go and it's really just skinless man like puppeteering <laughs> the dead body of phantom x in front of evan and then he just like drops his body in front oh. of him oh, that was the worst like they're pushing evan so hard to become apocalypse and yeah. you know like be evil so they can wield him and the, those story bits were really brutal for poor I, evan i want to like think for a second if maybe those villains had had any higher iqs that they would have been able to pull it off. I mean, talk about the biggest bunch of Marvel idiots in like the <laughs> yeah, worst evil seriously. think tank ever. Dakin, Sabretooth, this guy we've never heard of, Father Judge guy, you know? <laughs> Come on, what, and the Omega family. Oof. Not a brain oh, trust. Remember you know the, uh, clan, yeah. the Omega family was mostly useless, but it was awesome when Wolverine first smelled Omega Red. And like his reaction was just like, man, this is bad. Like, this is this is bad right now. And his eyes like lit up. He's like, I, that smell. I know that smell. And he knew it was Omega Red. Oh, that was awesome. And it was the Omega family, which is you know. yeah. Their 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 arc was who who programmed them? Did they ever reveal who did the programming to make them think that X Force killed their families? Um, maybe it was Shadow King. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's ever implied. I guess it must have been Shadow King doing that kind of groundwork. Mm. Question, yeah. or rather, I love that Rick Remendo never updated Shadow King at all. He's still in the white linen suit with the fez <laughs> that I remember him from, from like 1992. Yeah, he was barely ever the animated version of Shadow King that I remember. Where he, Well, he was like once or twice where he had that weird monster face, and he was oh, taller yeah, yeah. than most buildings. <laughs> I mean, to be, to be fair, idiot Sabretooth... At the very end, when Wolverine had killed Dakin, he comes out clapping. He's like, ah, I did it. I, I finally know. did it, God. Logan. I was pulling his strings just to get him into position for you to kill him. How's it feel? And I didn't see and, that coming the first time I read it. I was like, holy crap, yeah. Sabretooth. And then he's having like this frank discussion with Genesis. He's like, you see, I was smart. And now he's going to have to wake up every morning and remember that he killed his son. And he's like talking to Evan about this. I'm like... Oh my god, you're just like grinding salt into the wound with your cloth, yeah. claw. And man. and he's he and not even that. He's like, "You remember you drowned your own son." And then he does like the gurgling noise. He's like <laughs> to him, to Wolverine as he holds his dead son. Mm-hmm. And Evan Evan is like the reader in this book. He flips out at Sabretooth and is ready to kill him. And that's when Wolverine gives him the revenge speech. But right before that, Wade Deadpool had been like trying to help Evan turn around. Mm. And right after Deadpool kills Skinless Man, Evan is like, how can people be this horrible? He like can't, it snaps in his head. He's like, how is this possible that they are so decayed inside? He doesn't get it. And it was just such a normal reaction. It just shows how normal Evan is to to all this. No, I really liked uh, the tickler, Evan's... uh you know, Stinger at the end of the series, you know, he's back at uh, Jean Grey school and Deadpool kind of does classic Deadpool flipping in the window, you know, and, um, yeah, they, they have a brief conversation and Deadpool is like, you know, what's this book? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, a meditation book the Wolverine gave me to kind of get over what I saw. And then they had this really deep conversation and he's like, where did my book go? Cause we, you know, he's pretty much talking about it working and he's like, yeah, meditations for hippies. You know, I left something you're going to have, you're going to get much more mileage out of. And it's a pile of playboys. I mean, yeah, just a little was, lighthearted was moment. Awesome. And it was, it was great because usually, and fully expected, you expect Deadpool to do the random thing, like the random thing that doesn't make sense in any case or point but he was like a real like he still got his issues or whatever sure he's still deadpool but he was real for a second and he like and it was all in the sake of like making this kid feel better from him like sneaking off and trying to rescue evan by himself to sneaking in the window at the gene gray school in his regular deadpool suit not his uncanny x-force suit and like to swap the magazines and stuff he's like 
yeah, this this book's for hippies or like psychopaths trying to be hippies. So I tell you though, Deadpool showing up in his red costume, as simple as that was, as simple as that was, excuse me, uh, really signified for me that X Force was over for some reason. Mm-hmm. That simple moment, I was like, oh wow, they're done. It's done. Yeah, that was a total like more so than Logan, like burying Dakin Dakin in Japan. Deadpool in his regular costume just, yeah, it was just like the team's over, time has advanced, and things have kind of moved on, I guess, but it was it was wild that, that just the red suit told that much in the story. Um, the only other scene that I didn't talk about, which was obviously still beautiful, was when Betsy had that dream sequence with uh, Warren mm-hmm. at the, uh, in the future world where he kind of like pleads with her not to live a life, you know, of sorrow. And, and, you know, you did your best, you did what you can do, you know, expect joy. That, 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 that scene was to me hit better than the Warren dying scene. And I don't know if it was because of the art of Phil Noto or to, uh, Tedesco just nailed it in that scene or maybe that issue just run well run better together for me but man that was dynamite just dynamite stuff for Betsy yeah and was and it was kind of closure in a way which was nice I mean it was it's what a great run if you guys have the time to devote like get through just keep getting through the issues because it only gets better and it's a and it's a time investment, but it only gets better. Buy them if you have the Marvel Unlimited app. It's in that. I mean, it's definitely worth your time. And the uh, the last page, um, Remendo gets to like say goodbye. He has a whole letter, like one full page of saying goodbye to the uh, to the team and the audience, and and that was like really sweet, a really sweet send off by Rick Remendo. In the last issue of the last book, Remendo. Just fantastic run. I'm glad we waited for a milestone issue to do it, or milestone episode rather, because it's worth it. We're worth it. Yeah. We are. We are all worth it. Oh, yeah. And I, I took a screenshot because the only thing I have available to me right now is the screenshots that I took because I can't get to the actual issues. But this, this more applies to uh, last episode but there's the one uncanny x-force cover by Raphael grandpa was superb and if you remember we did that one book club by grandpa the uh where he's at the truck stop remember that book what cover did he do he did let me unlock unlock your ipad here xbox on xbox on (laughs) we're just we're just getting ready guys it's fine he did um, issue nineteen. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh, those yeah. colors, man, man alive, man alive. Uncanny X Force, we did it together. We got your letters. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to, to you. you. Piano, 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 piano. Letters at paperkeg.com. You should just let it over on arrow. Jonesy, you're cut. Jonesy, your mic's uh, cut now. Yeah. Glisa held out until the end of the Hello, day. hello, hello. <laughs> check, 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 on the Twitter at top five bananas, uh, he writes us uh, my personal favorite: a listener lightning round, Ghost World by Daniel Close. <coughs> Never have I been so turned off by a comic and its insufferable main character. Ooh. First sentence. Have I ever read Transmetropolitan? The I, only I, good I, thing to come from this was diving back into episode one sixteen of Paper Keg and hearing a. Marty Janity reference followed by Slim ripping into that piece of ass Gilmore Girls. Wow. That's that's, uh, Marty Janetti for you Rockers fans out there. 
<laughs> that that put me in a flop sweat. There was so much heat. Flop that, uh, sweat. When my uh, thanks to that letter, top five bananas. When my uh, when I was younger, when my stepbrother Jeremy and I would uh, play wrestle, and we would be the rockers, we would always fight over who would be Marty Jannetty, and uh, <laughs> look where that landed us and Marty Jannetty. Poor guy, Marty. Were you're in our thoughts and prayers. Love you, Marty. Always. Uh, next up, at Troy to the Max on Twitter, Imperious Rex, uh, review, review, off-topic podcasts. You name it, he does it. He's on Twitter. Uh, subject: Listeners Letters League. What? Sounds exhausting already, guys. <laughs> I think I may have had either the best or most outlandish idea ever. You guys have a very faithful listener base that grows every episode. And inside that are a core group of individuals who write in and socialize on the Twitters on a regular basis. Now, I'm not proposing to actually do this, but the idea struck me I as like really fun. The pipe dream is this. A paper keg after show podcast featuring all the greats. You got Dragon Fro, you got Karate Chop, Under an Anchor, Very Exciting, Jim Lin for Pope, Top 5 Bananas, The Works. Just thinking about it makes my pants that much tighter. Now, novelty ideas such as this would would be improbable, but I would like to hear it probably. P.S. <laughs> just reread The Umbrella Academy, both Trades 1 and 2, and I forgot how much I love that series. From page 1 of the first issue, I was immediately back on board I always hear rumors of the third story being worked on, but who knows now that Gerard, with Gerard having that new DC imprint. Here's hoping, anyway. That's at Troy to the Max on Twitter. Look him up on so Twitter. So is he proposing that, much like the Talking Dead, that people will want to deconstruct the episode they just listened to? I, I also like how he his own idea, he said he'd probably listen to it. <laughs> he's just being honest i would probably listen to one you know troy i'm sure he knows as well as i do how difficult mm-hmm. such an endeavor would be to plan i think he got tired of that idea by the time he wrote the last sentence <laughs> yeah that's why he just like veered course and back onto comics reviews yeah he he tried to uh change horse mid-stride i think Listen, Troy. If you would, if you would like to experiment with some kind of unofficial thing, more power to you. But God bless God planning bless. capabilities. Good luck. Such a thing would need. He's talking about getting seven people together once a week to listen to a podcast and then talk about it. Tree, tr- Troy, we can't get three people to read one book once a week. Yeah, not not without heavy, heavily, you know, implicating tons of guilt and any. <laughs> Any individual member. The guilt, at guilt any the given likes of moment. which only Psylocke has felt. <laughs> right. Sometimes Slim just shows me a world where we're best friends in the future and then I die because he's about to hit me with a guilt saber. Uh, our next letter. Uh, possibly my favorite letter subject line we've gotten in five years. 250 was, episodes. Oh God, Jonesy, what is it? Jonesy is great. Love Jonesy. Jonesy's the best part of the show. The title is Why Psylocke Be Asian? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written to us from uh, our official sponsor, Sarah Titus, at the comic book shop, uh, Wilmington, Delaware. Look it up. Tell your friends. Uh, she writes, thank you for making me look up stuff so you guys so endearingly speculate on. From the wiki. I just remembered what Jensi said, so I'll withhold <coughs> it until he reads this nice. and trumps up his victory. <laughs> okay, so calm down. Sign in. <laughs> per- preemptively deflating me, so thank you. I appreciate that. Choose this person. I mean, Slim can't even see beyond his own ego, but he's got to deflate me. <laughs> but the one time I'm crumbling, right. Crumbling before I even said no, I'm just going to throw this GD foam across the room. There's no... Xbox on! Yeah! <laughs> All right, so why Psylocke be Asian? Thank you for making me look up stuff you guys so endearingly speculate on from the wiki. Yeah, who cares, Jones? He's an idiot. We hope he... Dies in his sleep someday. Yeah, in Uncanny X Men two fifty one, November nineteen eighty nine, the X Men flee from the cybernetic terrorist, the Reverse, 
through the Siege Perilous, an extra-dimensional teleportation device, the now amnesiac Braddock is taken in by the Hand, who brainwash and physically alter her to take on an East Asian appearance so that she can blend in Hong Kong. Braddock now believes herself to be Lady Mandarin, the Hand's supreme assassin. After she is rescued by the X-Men's Wolverine and overcomes her brainwashing, the character retains the combat skills granted through the Hand's modification techniques, as well as the ability to manifest her totally focused telepathy in the form of a psychic knife. Hugs and kisses, the Sarah. Just go to the next letter. Just go to the next letter. I don't even want to. I'm going. I'm going. Do you want to uh, read the next letter, Jonesy, since it's uh, oh. since Sarah Titus was live listening and live emailing us as she was? Just, I, I, where are the next 30 emails? She must have deleted after <laughs> listening to a comment. Did Johnsy just say wooferine? Probably. 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 I did probably channel my inner Dale Andrews to uh, yeah. turn wolf into woof. That dirt stain, Dale. Can't say. <laughs> This is it. I got the I got the letter, guys, in my hand, Marcus. Um, two hundred and fifty, fellas. Two fifty. Joining in with the big two fifty celebrations and needing no encouragement, I have read X Force along with you guys. Serendip- serendipitously, I fell ill and was off work for a week. Rather than waste my time recovering, it took me just three days to complete the run. This is my third read-through in total, and maybe because I'd crammed it into a short space of time, I noticed something I hadn't before. Really, Remendo should have subtitled it, The Road to Hell is Paved with Good Intentions, as he shows us four potential futures based on some of the ideology at play. First, Archangel's Tabula Rasa. Two, Psylocke as Magistrate Braddock. Three, Wolverine as Apocalypse in the Age of Apocalypse. Four, Father's Deathlock Nation. Out of all these, the only one that brought actual peace was Father's. The future he creates through the Deathlocks is d- described as a utopia. Interesting that one of the few traditional bad guys in the story is the one whose actions could be deemed as worthwhile. Further to subvert subvert the trope, I was always struck with how reasonable Apocalypse Archangel and Apocalypse Weapon X sounded when explaining their reasons for mass genocide. No ramblings, no mustache twirling, all fairly considered opinions taken to an extreme, then of course with the death darts and stabbing, but before that, hella nice conversations, death darts, hashtag Archangel's feather darts. I really love Jonesy, this book. Jonesy is asleep. <laughs> I really love this book, and yes, Jonesy, I am one of the few who was already into Phantom X beforehand, and only swooned for him more by the end. The cheeky scamp. It will always hold a special place in my heart, as having just bought the omnibus during my wife's pregnancy, I suggested Jean Philippe as a name if we had a boy, and Betsy if it was a girl. Jean Philippe was dismissed offhand for being too wanky. <laughs> <laughs> However. Maybe it was just the hormones that sent her delirious, but my wife loved the name Betsy. Even after discovering it came from a comic character who was a British telepath in the body of a Japanese ninja. <laughs> Much like Psylocke's telepathic brain dagger, the name had penetrated my wife's cerebrum, and today with we have a beautiful girl, Betsy Feelgood. Oh, nice. That's beautiful, uh, Doc. Uh, that's, that's a great story. Betsy Feelgood... Uh, get her in the ring as soon as possible. You know. <laughs> Thanks for the chance Betsy, to Betsy, read through it again, fellas. Say hello, and we love you. And happy 250. That's at Dirk Feelgood on the Twitter. The champ. Amazing letter. Amazing story. Beautiful <laughs> letter. Betsy. The guy gets it. You know, he just gets it like we do. He does get he it. He got it before I did. I mean, certainly. This is his third reflu- re- read through. I gotta, I gotta stop doing the show. I gotta start playing Rocket League. I'm, I'm running out of, my mouth is dry. I'm running out of words to say. You know what helps that, Dale? 
What's that? It's page one on Rocket League. Three on three. Mm. PK boys. Mm-mm. Yeah. We the PK three. Ride again. That's right. That's what it says on our jumpers. Mm-hmm. Jumpsuits. Jumper suits. Hashtag PK Four. strong. <laughs> Hashtag believe. Next week. We don't know yet. But it's gonna be good. Make sure to catch the listeners letter league deconstructing our next show. <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. Tell I meant to say earlier, uh, but it's like you uh, dropped some face weight there, son. You're looking good. What are we, eight, nine, ten days on the elliptical? Uh, well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, maybe ten, eleven days. Oh, my God. Nice. Now, are you going to track the pounds this time, or are you just going to just go by the feeling? I am. Uh, I will be tracking pounds. I but I'm only going to weigh in every Friday morning, so I'm not going to. Okay. I'm going to try not to do it every day. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any totals yet. Face gotta totals. Get it, gotta get into that Q three sixteen frame of mind. Uh, you nailed it right there. Right, brotato. You nailed it. You know us three, arm in arm. Right outside of that lake house. Kayaking. Strapping our boots on. I'm going to be real with you. I don't think I've ever been in a kayak. Ever. Oh my God. Oh my God, Jonesy. I just... This is real. I'm just, ready to be transformed. I don't even know how to explain what just happened in my lower half. You know? I'm ready for you to... Both of you to guide me into what it's like to be a kayaker. This might be a new oh chapter God. we're going to open. Just Stuck think of the Blow piece. the dust off the tome. <sighs> Just think of and the piece instead of waves of wheat. It's waves of a lake under your hand. Mm. No electronics, no identifying papers, just you. Except for me taking lots of photos. Sure. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> right, but, but not uh, like, you know, like not like a desk phone or a walkie-talkie with you. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that kind of thing. I'm, I'm excited to try it out, you know. The new me is into trying new weird things. So you know, maybe I, I open my backpack. We've got a bag of pistachios oh you know, that I share with us. Listen, not to go old man on you, but I maybe really we just getting into cashews lately. Maybe we just lash our boats together. You mm, know, just have like lunch have, out there, have right? a little powwow, eat some snackage. Oh, yeah. Maybe we 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 come back to the 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 lakefront house. We put some hot dogs on the grill, mm-hmm. some burgers. And we just sit and look at the water and think about our lives. We don't Guys, have to say anything. We don't. We can throw some we hot cocoa right on the open fire and make it hot that way. We wouldn't even. We wouldn't even speak for maybe twenty four, forty eight hours. We wouldn't other. need to. We would do it all with you know our body language, the beat of the beats of our hearts, the rhythm <coughs> of our hearts beats. I mean, mm. this is what we're looking at. We're staring into the face of reality here gentlemen mm-hmm. and it's only a short couple months away god you know? help us it's gonna be right around the corner god. we don't even realize how close it is no we don't we don't realize we're not gonna speaking be speaking of which we still need to plan a, a beach weekend mm-hmm. somehow yeah we do we yeah. absolutely do get the, get lather each other up lather each other up with that suntan lotion mm-hmm. maybe we do a, a top gun-esque you know, volleyball game on the beach. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. right, so I can look like a tw- in front of uh, everybody <laughs> on the beach, try attempting to play beach volleyball. Uh, 
Listen, I, I'm perhaps the least athletic person on the planet, as Slim will testify to, and I would give it a, Jonesy, a shot. Jonesy, do you remember one of the greatest points of our lives when we were going to LA Fitness and we were playing racquetball oh, and you God. and I beat Dave and Pat in racquetball? Yes. Yeah, amazing. They were shattered. That might be the only crowning achievement in my sports life. They yeah. were inconsolable. Really? They must have loss. been just flummoxed. They were. We 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 did it. Wow. Matt what, used to have this shot and there would be no coming back for it. It was like a dead ball. Really? It like wouldn't even bounce. Shot. It would just roll down the corner. And wow. Dave I think Dave broke a racket one time because you did it to him and he just lost his mind. Maybe there's a racquetball court near our Blake house. Oh god. I we you know go what go and play a few games. Once the children are older and then in the evenings free up, we should start playing racquetball again. My God. My God. Maybe My god. maybe Dale is in Abington at this point, settled in. Or close just, enough. Every every Thursday night we just go play racquetball for two hours. Oh my god. Work <sighs> up a hot sweat. Mm-hmm. And then maybe go to Miller's for some zingers and some beers afterward. Mm. You know, Thursday let's, boys' night. You let's know? get zinged. I just scrimshawled a whalebone, a scene on a whalebone with the only tool that I have available to me right this second. 